biohacking, performance, mastery, mindset, holistic health. This is a show about getting better every single day. I'm on a mission, guys, to help over a million people get healthy and lose weight. Why? Because when you lose weight and get healthy, you have higher self-esteem. You have more self-confidence. And that person goes out and crushes their goal and starts living the highest version of themselves. And then they have way more impact on the world. What's up, guys? I am super excited and pumped to have my guest here, Dr. JC Folkers. He's a doctor of chiropractic, functional medicine practitioner, author, educator, co-founder of a great company, Blokes and Joy. If you guys remember, I interviewed uh, the co-founder, another CEO, uh, Josh Whalen, a while back. We were talking about TRT, hormone replacement therapy, peptide therapy, regenerative medicine, all that kind of cool stuff. He does it all. And after interviewing Josh, Josh said, you got to interview this guy because um, he goes way deeper than me. And actually, Dr. JC, you told me the same thing. I said, what are we going to talk about today? You said, believe me, I go way deeper than what Josh <laughs> is going to do. So I'm just pumped to bit. have you on. Welcome, brother. Thanks a lot for having me. I'm super excited and just want to do whatever I can to educate and share uh, as much of this information out there as possible about whatever whatever you want to talk about, whatever, you know, what I feel like this stuff needs to be heard. So yeah, uh, we were just chatting backstage too, just talking about, like you said, it's all about the mindset, the health, the lifestyle. Yep. It's not, you know, you're very, I think, bullish on a lot of this regenerative and some of these these hacks and new medicines. And so am I. I think TRT is great, but there is no hack. I think I always, my show is called The Hack Life, but I still say there is no hack for mastery. And when you want to be great, the hacks are great because it starts the conversation and it starts to nudge you in that direction. But if you want to be a true master and you want to be great, you've got to d- dive into mastery. That's what it's all about. So, 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, in, in, in talking about touching on TRT, so testosterone, I think just start out with that. One of the biggest, I feel, misconceptions there is about that is, you know, a lot of people, when, you know, when you ask them uh, about testosterone, first of all, they think it's just a sex hormone, that it's just about libido and or 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 strength or 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 having you know muscle mass which those do are those are significant uh so a lot of guys like you know i'm good down there man i'm like you know i get hard as a rock whatever i'm good i'm like what but the the reality is testosterone is is much more than that and you know it is it does you know uh contribute to libido and and muscle and 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 that kind of and fat burning uh but it's also about mood uh sleep uh inflammation um uh, so guys that oftentimes I'll ask, so, so do you, do you, are you sleep? Is your sleep, uh, like it used to be? Well, no, not, it actually isn't. Um, is what's your concentration? Like, yeah, I got, I have brain fog. I'm, I'm, I'm moody, you know, so it, it affects mood. I feel kind of irritable, um, focus. So it, it, it affects a lot more than, than just libido. Energy is another thing that's uh, linked to low testosterone. Um, and so it, and also testosterone is not just a male hormone. It's a human hormone. So mm. not a lot of people realize this, but if you look at the, the female side of it, women obviously make estrogen and progesterone. But if you were to, if you were to measure the amount of testosterone, to, uh, estrogen, progesterone, women actually make more testosterone than they do estrogen and progesterone. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. If you were to, it's just, it's different measurements. It's, it's, it, they, they measure it in different increments. So if you actually were to quantifiably measure the amount of testosterone they make, women actually make more testosterone than they, than they do estrogen and progesterone. So just like, just like estrogen is not a female hormone, m- men need estrogen 
just as much. So it's just different right. amounts. And so there's a lot of misunderstandings about those hormones. That's why we like to talk about it and educate people about it and why it's important to get those things checked, but also to uh, figure out ways to optimize it. It's not always about testosterone replacement. Uh, like you said, there are things we, we focus on is regarding lifestyle, diet, sleep, exercise. And if those things aren't moving the needle appropriately, then, then let's look at replacement. So that's kind of, that's kind of where it starts. Yeah, you're right. And you got to have that full balance. Uh, I know, I remember I, I was talking to a guy at the DNA company and he was saying, you know, this company just put uh, one of one a client that got referred to him just on TRT because they're like, oh, he just needs more testosterone. And he grew man boobs because yes. it wasn't he didn't have a testosterone problem. He had a conversion problem. And it's funny because I had a client just recently uh, uh, ask for some help. And I referred him to you guys. Like I, I said, honestly, I think you're a better fit for for these guys. I'm, I'm not the guy for you because he had a functional. And so here's the thing, right? You got all these functional medicine doctors. And of course that's, that's where I go to. That's, I love functional medicine, uh, way over the Western medicine, but, um, some guys I think are, they're dabbling right in this function, right. calling them functional medicine. And so he has a naturopath or something that he goes to, but the guy put him on testosterone cause it was low. And then he doubled it thinking, all right, well, this guy's going to next month when we check it, it's going to be really high. And guess what? It was exactly the same, and he still felt like crap. Wow. So I referred him to you guys. I, I'm hopefully um, they get some help because, like you Absolutely. said. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah, so to, um, to your point, so here's the thing. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like cowboy time right now. There's so many, I guess, TRT clinics popping up all over. And what's frustrating to, to, to us and to me is a lot of these clinics just more or less put most patients on a very cookie-cutter program. It's kind of like, you know, you come in, they put you on the same dose as every other guy they start. And another thing that's detrimental is they put a lot of these guys automatically on estrogen blockers. Okay, so mm. just like you said, so chances are this guy came in um, and there, he, he, he probably, um, was, uh, more prone to aromatizing, meaning he, he, te he converted his testosterone to estrogen. And maybe that's because it you was know, just genetically, or he had more, um, adiposity, uh, which is what's going to drive up, uh, uh, the aromatase enzyme. However, if you, if you don't really, you know, monitor that guy closely, um, yeah, his, his estradiol can go up. Oftentimes it can eventually start to level out. But you don't want to just blast a guy with a super, uh, super physiologic uh, a dose of testosterone. Mm. That's why it's recommended to kind of start low, move slow. I, I'm a proponent of more frequent, uh, if you're going to go the injection route, more frequent injections versus just one big blast. I mean, mm. a, a, another thing a lot of these clinics do is they'll either just give a guy one large amount of testosterone uh, once a week or even once every two weeks. So it's kind of just, in my opinion, kind of not managed well. Uh, like I said, they put everybody on this on the same program, but everyone is different. And that's why you really want to treat each patient individually because everybody's different. Everybody comes in. And guess what? Every, one guy can have uh, uh, on, the, on his blood markers a level of, say, 600 and feel great. Another guy can have a level of 600 and feel lousy. Yeah. So it's where you are, it, it, it completely varies from person to person. And I'll share this with you because it's something I've seen and, and studied. If you go, if you go back the last say, say 30, 40 years, we've seen a steady decline every decade since the eighties uh, in men with the average testosterone level. So it's, yeah. it's gone, it's gone down about a hundred uh, points every decade. So, so literally t men today are, are like 
are like a, a, a fraction of what men used to be. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's it, so there's a lot of concerning things there, but that's why we got to treat these guys um, as individuals, but not be so focused on the labs because unfortunately, it just there's there's a lot more a lot more men out there that are hypogonadal that are that are that are suffering with low testosterone they don't, and they don't even know it. Yeah, huge. I love what you just said about the whole 1980s thing. I read a great book uh, over the last year, Countdown, by Dr. Shauna Swan, and nice. she talks. You heard know about this book? I've heard. Yeah, I've heard about. That. I need. I need to get it. Yeah, I, I think I see it back there. One of your. <laughs> you got a lot of books back I got there. A, I love I got it, a man. million. <laughs> yeah. So she talks about this infertility epidemic, and Absolutely. really, yes. it's kind of it's kind of geared towards women. A lot of the book, and right. but. She also has, I think, I, mean, I don't know if there's a chapter or just like, yeah, probably a whole chapter. I can't remember now on testosterone and men also being part of the problem and sperm motility. When they go back to like the 1940s, sperm banks, the like the qualifying like uh, amount of sperm that there was normal was like 70 or 60 wow. or something like that. And now it's 15. That's the oh, new normal. Man. And uh, she says the same thing what you're saying is just with this declining, declining uh, men are becoming, yeah. Everything you said, I guess more estrogenic is what I'm going to say, but maybe that's an incorrect term, but they're, they're, they're not, um, they're, there's not enough testosterone going on there and women, the same thing. They, they all are relying on IVF because they can't get pregnant. And she credits a lot of this to the estrogens, the plastics, the heavy the metals, yes. all this stuff that's in the air. So I agree. I mean, there's, if you kind of look at all those, all those things that are, that are uh, it, a lot of it's environmental. I mean, and, and, and a lot of people don't talk about this. Yes. There's environmental factors that are affecting us now uh glyphosates right you know uh what, what's the other one um uh, atrazine you know the other the different mm. herbicides uh yeah. the uh uh the parabens the, the plastics the you know sunscreen all the different all the different stuff that 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 we're that our bodies are taking in is affecting us and, and is 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 driving up the uh those xenoestrogens the, the mm-hmm. and, you know the estrogens that are not like bioidentical but also think about the the epigenetic effect like uh, what this is doing to yeah. our DNA, we may not show now, but what's it's causing the next generation. So um, it's it's pretty it's 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 scary and it's concerning. But we're seeing this decline in fertility in these uh, hormones. And, and why is why are we focusing so much on testosterone? Why is it testosterone? Well, guess what? It, that's a hormone that is so important. It's a hormone that goes not into our cell, into our cell nucleus, and and actually. Uh, um, impacts DNA. It, it impacts our genetic mm. expression. So it's that, that's why it's so important. And so that's why if you if you're messing with these, if you're, if if all these environmental factors are are causing uh, a, a decline in, in men or, or feminizing men or however we want to you know yeah. term it, it, it's affecting not just us but the future generations. So it's like it's something we should take more responsibility. And I feel. Yeah, huge, brother. Hey, man, we just started jumping into this thing, but I, I want to know a little bit more about you, and I think the audience would love to know too. Like, mm-hmm. how did you get here? Like, what is yeah. is there a pain to purpose story? You're a chiropractor, but you have such a wealth of knowledge, and like, what kind of got you on this path? And then maybe really just into the hormone and regenerative side where you are now. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of different stories that kind of dovetail in other stories, <laughs> but I guess if I were to go back, um, you know, like um, like you know, uh, I Joel, I have six daughters, so. My my second oldest daughter, when she was around five years old. Um, I, By the I, way, I, I gotta was... cut you off. Five, were, were you just like, all right, number six gonna be a boy, and then I promised a hundred percent. We thought we were like, and, and we, my wife and I were like, we're not even gonna find out. We know it's a boy. Yeah. I mean, the pregnancy was so different. I'm like, sweet, I'm gonna have a boy, and then 
and I was like, another girl. <laughs> oh, so I guess I'm just meant to be a girl dad, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But, but you, you know, so my uh, second oldest daughter, Callie, so she um, she was five years old. And we were uh, at the beach. Um, I noticed um, she was playing in the sand. And I noticed a white patch on her back. And I looked at it. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. So when got it checked and it turned out she was was developing vitiligo. So it's an autoimmune condition, you know, uh, uh, affecting her skin. And, and I, I'm, you know, uh, I'm, in, I'm a doctor of chiropractic, so I'm all about like natural ways. So I'm researching and everything I found online and even the doctors, oh, there, there's no cure. There's no cure for this. There, there's nothing you can do. You can put yeah. some cord, you know, cortisone cream or whatever. And so I'm like, no. And so I'm, you know, stubborn. So I, I just started kind of just like trying to really do everything natural, flood her body with nutrients. And her, over time, her, she was getting on her face and she was getting it everywhere else. And it, over time it was resolving. I'm like, sweet. And so, but fast forward about, I want to say probably eight, nine years, she started developing symptoms of, of, uh, hi hyper, uh, thyroidism, which in, she actually was diagnosed with Hashimoto's as a teenager. Wow. So here, here I am, have a daughter that's, that's autoimmune, uh, has autoimmune conditions hitting your left and right. And so I just got very passionate in understanding what is, what it, what causes autoimmunity. And so lo and behold, my stepdaughter developed uh, or was diagnosed with type one diabetes very, very soon after. Then wow. my wa then my wife was diagnosed with celiacs and then boom, boom. So next, I, next thing I know, I'm put on this planet to help people with yeah. autoimmune conditions. So I really started to get really deep into this. And that's what I practice for. That's I still, you know, treat patients with uh, autoimmunity, hypothyroidism, and it all goes to the, you know, health of the gut is where everything seems to, um, kind of manifest. Um, and then this, this will, I, as you learn, you know, cortisol and all these different hormones are like a symphony and every hormone affects every other hormone. So I really started kind of getting deeper and deeper into hormone optimization. Um, and then, but I'm the type of guy I work, I work, I work, I work. I, I, I'm so passionate about this. So it, it, be, it was my own detriment. I started my own health started to decline and yeah, I can totally um, relate. That's what right. You know? Yeah. And so yeah. I'm like, not, you know, not feeling, not feeling the energy difficult to get up in the morning. And this is like working, working, you know, practicing and, and helping people. And I'm like, man, I'm just getting, and so I went and got my hormone levels checked. Uh, at the time, my, my uh, testosterone was like 450, but the, the doctor I went to said, oh, you're good. And I'm like, wow, I really don't, yeah. I don't feel good. And so, yeah, you know, uh, you know, just, just rest, you know, get more sleep and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, you know, um, and I'm like, this is, this is to me at the time, I, this is not, uh, I, I feel like I'm, he's missing something. I feel like I could benefit from potentially. Do, so I try to do everything I could naturally to boost my testosterone. And some of the things worked, but I kind of kept reverting back to, feeling kind of tired and burned out and that kind of a thing. A lot of my other male patients, same thing. Their, their levels were like 450, 500, still feel, feeling the same way. So um, I finally found a provider that got me on some TRT and woo, overnight I felt like night and day different. Wow. So that, so that's a kind of just the, 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 the short, I guess, long story, short version of it. But uh, since then, um, been very passionate about just anything, you know, I'm a chiropractor by, by trade, worked with a lot of patients that have joints that just keep hurting and that kind of a thing. Testosterone has been helpful with that. Um, I've always uh, worked into the regenerative therapy, the regenerative medicine side of it. So utilizing certain stem cell products and things like that, anything that I can, any tool that's out there that, that I feel um, can help, I gravitate towards and, and, and dabble with and test and, 
And that's, that's why I love this stuff, the, the functional medicine world, because um, I don't want to, I don't want to be handcuffed into just only treating a patient based on certain markers or, or, or insurance. I want to give that patient what I feel they'd need or, or something that can help them to optimize their health. And whether that's supplements, education, uh, you know, hormone optimization, regenerative products, wh whatever it is, it's, it's, it's there. Um, God gave us these things to use. And so that's what we're here to do. So. Yeah, brother. Amen. Hey, TRT and joint health and just like, uh, you know, that kind of like aching and pain. Why is TRT having a downstream effect where people are having less joint pain? I'm curious. Like, yeah. It, it, so it's just a lot of the studies show that. So testosterone, there, there's a inverse relationship between testosterone and nociceptive response. So, so just pain itself, like higher your testosterone levels, you just, you feel less pain, but there's also an inflammatory uh, effect. And, and that's why uh, believe it or not, con you know, contradictory to, to some of the belief, even studies show that testosterone has been shown to have a cardio, uh, a cardio protective benefit it helps the heart helps the arteries and, and that kind of a thing. Uh, because downstream, when you, when you have optimal testosterone, it's going to uh, be some of it's going to be converted to estrogen, which the estrogen itself is also cardio protective. Um, but it, it, it just testosterone has, like I said, it has that um, anti inflammatory component. Um, it's good. It's going to reduce pain. Um, low testosterone guys with low testosterone ha have more pain, experience more pain, complain about more pain, have more, more, more joint stiffness. So they're less likely to be active, to exercise. So that itself. So as you know, m movement yeah. also, also helps. So it's, it's like what comes first, but the testosterone kind of gets you moving. And then that movement helps reduce pain and, and helps uh, improve functionality. So it kind of creates like this great kind of, uh, you know, pattern of, of testosterone, less inflammation, more movement, less pain, et cetera. So, yeah, you know, I think something I mentioned with Josh too on the podcast was testosterone, the highest amount I thought was actually found in the heart, the highest amount uh, you can find concentration of testosterone. And that man, uh, then I was thinking, I asked him, well, wouldn't this be a good thing for this virus that we experienced the last two years? Cause there was a lot of cardiovascular effects on the endothelium that a lot of people were experiencing. Um, and I'm wondering, yeah, would you echo that? Like, yeah, we, or you guys saw some good effects when people, cause it has to, right. With, if inflammation is coming down, then it would just make sense. Well, well let, let, let's talk about just inflammation in, especially like obviously that, that virus blasted us with a lot of inflammation. You have inflammation, you're going to have a tremendous obviously, obviously usually a, a release of cortisol. Okay. Yeah. Cortisol is your body's most powerful anti-inflammatory. That's, that, that's released in, you know, in response to inflammation, to stress, all forms of stress. Obviously that's a crazy stress on your body, this, you know, this virus. And so, the, but the real antagonist to testosterone is cortisol. So you're having this high chronic cortisol release, testosterone is going to go down, 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 down. And so it's, it's that, kind of constant suppression of testosterone and high, which is going to, you know, create this, like, I, I feel can contribute to that long-term effects of, of, of the symptoms of the virus. So to yep. get you on testosterone, it's going to be all the more going to probably help mitigate those symptoms and, you know, help promote healing. So on that note, long haulers, have you guys seen any good effects over the last couple of years when people are like, man, I'm coming to you. I'm just fatigued. I got this, what quote unquote, long hauler syndrome. Um, and then, yeah, they check out their testosterone. It's low. You bump them up. And then the next thing you know, 
they don't have that. I'm just curious. I mean, that would tie right in. Any, any, yes. any stories yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, you know, um, it's interesting. So we, yeah, we have come across some patients that um, have just had like the, the, you know, the, the long drawn out COVID symptoms. And we have, we have peptides that can even help optimize that. Uh, as you know, like ever, no two individuals seem to have the same symptoms, the same long, yeah. it, some people, it could be more of the cognitive brain fog that just lingers. Some individuals could be just chronic pain, fatigue, uh, and depending on what it is, like we could, we could onboard certain peptides and say, Oh, you're suffering from constant brain fog. Yes. Well, let's try it something called CMAX, which is going to help stimulate and increase blood flow to the brain, get those neurons firing also like, like what? It's a nasal spray. That's why I did. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I knew of it. And I was like, when you mentioned, I'm like, God, I've been dying to try that. So yeah, yeah. We, no, we, some from you guys. Yeah. We'll get you some for sure. But it's like, all of a sudden, like, like the light bulb just turns like, wow, I just feel, you know, I just feel like more mental clarity and, and that kind of a thing. Um, other peptides that are great, they help with, with, you know, with, uh, the immune system and help, um, heal the gut bpc 157 or thymosin beta things like that are great for helping optimize just the immune system itself and once again it helps pull that patient out of that uh you know that constant inflammatory cascade and 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 just kind of turn turn that that whole thing around so testosterone too is part of that so it's just what that's kind of like i think the foundation but people that are just like have these specific symptoms we can throw things at them that kind of help help uh, improve yeah, really quick because I do want to talk about uh, peptides. But you know, you're you, you're talking a lot about uh, just the HRT and everything. I want to yeah. I want to just address like you know, and we talked in the in the beginning of the show about some of these doctors and they call themselves functional medicine doctors and they're just kind of dabbling and they're not dialing people in right. What when you think of that, like what do you think separates? blokes.co and joy wellness the two companies that you yeah. guys, you and josh oversee uh for hrt peptide therapy for both men and women like what what makes you guys different and, and unique and and, and why yeah. you're changing the game yeah so um we really i mean i we really follow like like the the literature out, that's out there that that shows the, the real benefits uh, of of testosterone replacement um of how to do it right and so here's some of the things that, you know, I, I would look out for if, if you're thinking of doing TRT. Obviously, you want to ha- uh, have somebody that that um, kind of knows how to read the labs. And but however, l- these lab numbers, uh, first thing I'll share with you is these lab values are out there are designed to disqualify a patient uh, from starting TRT. Yeah. Meaning, like I said before, so, so one guy can feel great at 600. One guy can feel lousy at 600. It's, it's all individualized. But. Um, the reason that those markers were put out there is because the insurance companies won't like cover it unless you're like below 300. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. Well, I thought it, yeah. And I thought it was even like the normal range was like 200 to 1200. It's it. So yeah, it, whatever the lab court and, and all these, this range has decreased, or like I said, over the last like decades after decades, just keeps going down, down, down. Yeah. But you're, so the first thing is you're being compared to other, like, like low, testosterone symptom symptomatic men you know what i mean and yeah. so and so it there really is it's like it's like joel are do you have symptoms of low testosterone yes i have this 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 well then then i feel it, it, i know it's going to benefit you so i don't want to deprive you of that so the first thing is we want to kind of qualify a patient based on symptoms um based on you know the individual um use the labs as a guide and and we want to dose you appropriately not give you you know a certain dose once a week or once every two weeks um, I'm more, uh, I, I'm a proponent of frequent dosing. So, it, you know, a lot of our, most of our patients are injecting 
at least twice a week, smaller doses wow, twice okay. a week. We, we, most of our patients are not on any type of estrogen blocker. Blocking estrogen has been shown to have a lot of negative effects um, from, from a cardiovascular standpoint, uh, from a cognitive standpoint, from a libido standpoint. If you, if you block estrogen, your libido goes in the tank. In fact, if you block estrogen, you're, you're going to, you may notice your, the, the uh, orgasms are like, what was that? It's like not even, it, 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 it like doesn't even happen. Wow. If you block estrogen, you're going to have achy joints. If you block estrogen, you're, you're almost putting, setting yourself up for a potential future cardiovascular event because you're, um, you're, you're, you're blocking the protective benefits of what testosterone provides, which is that healthy metabolite estradiol. Um, so we don't block it. We don't want to block something that we know is going to be helpful and beneficial for the patient. We also don't block DHT. Everybody's like freaking out about, okay, I, I, if I take testosterone, I'm going to go bald and I'm you know what? It's like people think if I if I get on test DRT, I'm going to go bald. You're going to go bald either way. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 I mean, it's it's like it's like the re- the real I guess way to fix that is um is is to is, is to choose better parents and choose uh, better genetics, right? I mean, that's really you can't. It, it, it's in our DNA. If you're gonna if you're gonna lose your hair, I mean, it's just you know, be it, it's just part of the it's in it's in the cards. Testosterone might to some degree accelerate that, but it's not going to like cause you to go bald versus not. Um, so right, I don't, right. I don't believe in blocking DHT. I don't care if my hairline recedes like crazy, but to me, it's like, that is if how you feel it, 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 it is, is amazing. So that's another healthy, um, metabolite of testosterone. But once again, it's about being dosed appropriately. So if you, if you're taking it two or three times a week, smaller dose, um, uh, split dosing, microdosing, you're going to have more optimal DHT, estradiol, better hematocrit, better hemoglobin. All these, all these values um, and markers will will remain in in a healthy range. Yeah, and then do you guys, having said that, having maintaining that healthy range, are you guys regularly then with your? Because I don't know if people know, and if they they can go back and check out the episode I did with Josh. But you guys are remote company. This isn't. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't walk into your office. I think that's the neatest thing about it. You what you guys are doing, and that you're on the roadmap to getting into all fifty states. And you know you have to get through all those hurdles with licensing and stuff. Yep. But you can get you know phlebotomists to go to the home, draw yes. blood. Yes. It's like that is really really well, neat. Well, one of my. I'm so glad you brought that up. You're such a good podcaster. Such a good interview. <laughs> no, when, I'm glad you brought that up because man, my my my. My, my biggest, I get the thing I preach the most about and always do is I feel the, the future doctor is, is the patient. I, I, I want, I want, I want to empower patients to take as much responsibility of in their health. And to me, it's like, yes, we, we're providing this virtually. We're, we're shipping the medication to your house. We're teaching you how to inject yourself. We're teaching you and we, and we could, we could use creams as well, but for the most part, uh, injections, um, we're giving you, you the patient, the control we're guide, we're helping you, we're assisting you, we're guiding you and we're managing you. But yes, we, we can, with the bloods, we have, uh, with the blood panels, we have lab corpse we can send you to quest lab we can send you to near your home or if you happen to be far from one of those locations we can ship a a, a, a test kit to your house have a phlebotomist go to your house there's really no barrier that, you know we just want to make it easy and accessible for patients but really it's like empowering like wow this is like i, I i'm feeling better i'm taking ownership and then it kind of like lends itself to like you know what i want to start exercising i want to start you know i'm doing i'm doing this for myself i want to start eating better and it just 
I mean, that's what we preach is our, we want our patients to take responsibility and it doesn't just start with like, you know, cause if you, if you feel like I have to go to the doctor's office to do whatever, you're kind of delegating your health to that doctor. You know what I mean? It, yeah. And, it, and the psychology of that is like, I want to move away from that and, and make it more towards it's in, it's in your hands and in, in, in your control. I love that brother. I, 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 one of my big missions too, is anytime I do a lot of holistic weight loss coaching. And one of my big things with all my clients is, yeah, I mean, we're going to lose weight, but the bottom line is we're going to get you healthy first. And yes. I believe everything I'm teaching them in these one-on-one practices is you will become when we're done pretty much a like certified health coach in your own home. Yes. And then you get to go impact your family, the next legacy of your kids and lineage and the neighborhood, the community around you. So yeah, that's what it's all about. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's kind of, it starts with you. And like, like you said, it's uh, oftentimes people, you know, come up with, with excuses like why, why they're not exercising, why they're not making certain food choices. It's, you know, whether they feel, it feels like a self-centered thing, but really like, it's like, do it for your kids, do it for your grandkids, do it, you know, uh, you know, befriend somebody that's, that, that's doing something that you wish you were doing, whether it's, you know, going, walking or going to the gym or joining uh, some type of class. It's just, it just start doing something, whether it's, you know, for yourself or for someone you love, it's, you know, it's only going to help everyone. Yeah. I want to get into that. Actually, what you just talked about, some of those lifestyle practices that you are such a big proponent of. But one question I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned estrogen. Hey, we don't block estrogen. Now, there is a lot of old, uh, maybe dogma, you could call it, or there's a lot of old, at least I can recall, um, this Joel. You cannot take estrogen. It is going to cause cancer, uh, especially with women. I'm talking about women, right? They have high estrogen. That's what the cause of their cancer what are your thoughts of that? Because I know with hormone replacement therapy, especially for women with joy wellness, maybe you can kind of speak on when they go yes. into menopause, yes. there's this idea. And I've, I've seen with other practitioners, they actually use HRT, they supplement them with estrogen. And then guess what? They feel amazing again. They're like, oh my God, yep. I'm not, I'm not cranky anymore. But then there's the idea of estrogen causes cancer. You can't do that. So good, man. I'm so glad. So uh, the probably one of the biggest, I feel travesties in in medicine for, for women is, is that women's health initiative study that is what kind of sparked that whole like estrogen causes cancer. And there's a lot of, there, it was heavily flawed that study. Um, they used like the horse urine uh, form of estrogen. They used a, they used a, a, a synthetic form of progesterone, a lot of holes in that, in that study, but it, 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 it seemed to put out in the press that, Oh gosh, estrogen causes cancer. Um, and it's it's since been proven that it is I mean, and i'm thinking of like like my mother for example yeah I, i'm starting to see her kind of you know postmenopausal moving around le- less you know uh more frail like she used to, than she used to and I, I feel like man i want my mom to you know be, be able to kind of you know be active with my, with um my kids with her grandkids and that kind of a thing and it's my mom you know I, i'm used to her being you know you know being active and that kind of you thing. want her to be thriving in her age man 100 percent, 100 percent. and so it's like to me it's like i want her on i want her on estrogen progesterone even testosterone because hmm. it because when you the studies show it, i to some degree if you just put them on estrogen maybe, maybe that will lead to the, uh, the, the thickening of the, of the uterine wall, which you don't want, whatever, but you want to balance it with progesterone. So if you're putting a, 
postmenopausal woman on estrogen with progesterone to support it and testosterone. Man, it's we've shown we've seen it's it's changed these women's lives. I mean, the, especially the testosterone piece. This this is this is what keeps these women out of the nursing homes. This is what mm. helps maintain bone density. It's that de- diminished drop down. Uh, of these hormones that cause the osteopenia, the osteoporosis. When 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 these ladies break a hip, it's devastating. I mean, mm. you don't you we don't think about it now, but someone that breaks their hip, it, it's like their uh, chance of morbidity in the next three years, their, their chance of death goes up significantly, and and their quality of life is just not even close to what it was. And so, what do you do? You inc- you maintain that bone density through so, oftentimes through hormone optimization, but also through exercise. So it's kind of a combination of all these things. Yeah. I love what you said because <laughs> I, I've heard uh, uh, Peter Atia, who's uh, kind of a functional medicine doctor yeah. himself and does a lot with the cardiovascular system. And yep. he, I've heard him even talk about uh, what you just said. He says, when people are in their 70s, the greatest cause of death is that they, they fall, they break a bone. It causes them to be uh, limped oh up, my gosh. then they have atrophy and they die because they, yep. they can't get themselves off the ground. Right. And uh, so he, in his, I think he's just probably like in his early fifties or late forties. And he's, he's kind of like working on what he calls like the Centurion Olympics. And like, I think he has like five moves and that he's like, these are the movements that I need to be doing on a regular basis. So that when I'm old or I'm going to, I'm going to be able to get myself up off the ground. I can, I can hinge, I can yep. deadlift, you know, yep. so he has some, like, I, I don't know what his top five are. I can't remember, but I think that's so crucial what you just said. Yeah. And, it, and it's like to, to that point, it's, man, it, it's, it's really one of those cornerstones of, of, of longevity is maintaining muscle, maintaining strength. Um, and a lot of us, how we think, how we identify getting older, I think a lot of people think, you know, ah, I'm getting older. I'm supposed to like shrivel up and, and get sicker. And, 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 and it's like, no, it, it, if you start to implement these movements and these, these, these activities and these habits, it's only your, we're adapting to what we, what we do, we can adapt to, you know, being lazy, sitting on the couch, you know, yeah. And then that you will, you know, retirement doesn't mean, you know, sitting around, you should be being active. I just saw something, uh, what was it this morning about the, uh, uh, the senior Olympics that they, that they have was pretty cool. There's this lady, she was 88 years old. She has like 50 gold, like medals of, and she's doing like pole vault, <laughs> like, you know, shot put yeah. hundred meter sprint, 88 years old and, and competing. And she's like, I can't wait till I'm 90. So I can then be in the older bracket and compete. You know what I mean? It's like, I love that. She's like yeah. looking, she wants to get older and to, just to continue to compete. And that's what we, we have to look at life like that. Like I'm, I, I'm going to continue to thrive and, and, um, maintain muscle mass and that those, those movements, like you said, are what also help maintain cognition and prevent the dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, issues. Yeah. 100%. So. Um, you know, I'm just curious uh, too, do you think, um, and this is maybe just more of a personal opinion and then mm-hmm. just based on what you see anecdotally and what you see from the wide range of patients that labs and everybody that you're, you're going through, but do, do you think that, you know, after a certain age, and I'm just saying like in general, or people want to thrive, like, Hey, you probably should be on HRT. Like, is, is there an idea? Like everyone should be on HRT probably after 50. Not, and, and again, this is a generalization. I'm not saying this right. for everybody, but I remember being around, um, 
a pretty smart PhD health practitioner. And I remember him telling me that he's like, dude, everybody after 40, he's talking about guys probably need to be on HRT. And I was like, really, this stuck with my head. And um, yeah. yeah, I was just curious what your thoughts are. And like what we just mentioned with women postmenopausal, it, it, I mean, or could, can people really, do you think just supplement their ways through, you know, you, supplements, you, you know, you know, it's, a, it's, it's such a good question. And I, th I think about that a lot. Cause I think about, first, I think about like we talked about in the beginning, if you, if you were to go back, 60 go back a hundred years the average man's testosterone was way higher than than we are now and you know we we all the toxins that we that we release in in our environment now has, has affected us tremendously we kind of ignore that but yeah like the man now is different than the man a hundred years ago so i almost think like how how can we counteract these things that we're doing to ourselves like the stress and the and the toxins and and look at how much cardiovascular disease is killing us and cancer is killing us and uh, all uh, those things both correlate with low testosterone mm. so for for me personally i'm on, i'm on trt and i know what it's doing for me so i'm going to stay on the rest of my life and so um yes i would in on that point recommend at least getting tested because you may you may be uh a um outlier and be you know, 50 years old and have a TRT of 1200 and be feeling great and, you know, good for you. But most of the guys are not that. And so, yeah. and, and, and here's the, the fact is a lot of the things out there um, do get testosterone up to some degree. And there's a lot of marketing and a lot of money being made on the supplements and all these, th all these things, but they don't seem to move the needle enough to create that, that real uh, beneficial effect that we're looking for. And I, and I've seen it time and time again, because, you know, being a functional medicine doc for years, I've tried for, you know, we're, we're talking and everything. Other, I, I tried yeah. everything and they're like, you know, I feel little, and it's just like even two years of aggressive, they're like, you know, it's moved it a little bit, but I'm like, you know what, let's try this. Just <laughs> let's try this injection. Like, holy, shit. I mean, it's like, a, it, it's a game changer. Yeah. So it's like, you know, um, there, there's. There's some degree of, uh, you know, fear and like once I start it, I, I, I can't get off of it. And that's true to the to the point where if you start TRT and it gets you to like 1200 and you feel amazing and you decide, you know what, I want to get off it for whatever reason. Um, maybe because your testicles are small and you feel like, you know, I don't I wasn't, you know, ready for this small yeah. ball syndrome, whatever. you yeah. know. Yeah. And you, you get off of it um, and you're back. Oftentimes you're back to where you started. It's not like it like completely shuts it down and you're you're now a prepubescent girl yes. for some reason. You know what I mean? It's it just oftentimes you resort back resort back to where you start. But every guy, it, their 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 testicles to some at some point will just kind of not have the same integrity and produce as much testosterone. Mm. Uh, those those cells, those Leydig cells, just kind of um, are are bombarded by the oxidative stress of of just the more years and decades we're on the planet these things happen. So, um, yeah, long story short, I think it's something that every guy should consider, uh, especially in their late forties and beyond. Yeah. And, and this is not a plug to, for you guys go out and buy testosterone cause you're my guest, but, but it, it, I was just curious because, and again, I think if you look back, like we were meant to, you know, procreate, and then die. Right. Yeah. But that's not the case anymore. We, now we procreate, like you said, we have a retirement, people are living into to, to be a hundred years old. And so for me, it's just, I question it too. Like, Hey, I just turned 40, you know, I want to, and I'm doing great, but I want to, I want to thrive. I don't want to yes. be just baseline. And so I even question like, Hey, at which point will I start, you know, 
you know, messing around and fiddling with some of this HRT and stuff because I do see a lot of value in it. And so, yeah. Yeah. What, one other opinion I have, I feel like it's, you know, um, I, and this is contrary, contrary uh, indicated to, to some other people that what they believe and that's, I feel like don't wait until you're 65 and you have the, you know, um, high cardiovascular risks in the high blood pressure in the potential insulin resistance in the pre-diabetes and that kind of thing, because, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's oftentimes it's like, you're, then you're kind of like trying to reverse what's the damage. I like to always practice prevention pro, you know, be take a proactive approach proactive, ver, yeah. versus a reactive. Yeah. So, t- so to me, um, I'm doing these things and I take small doses of it and I, and, um, I, I, but I exercise, I eat right. I do all the things, um, from a lifestyle standpoint. Um, and, uh, yeah, I feel better than, than I have in, in, in a long time. And, you know, I'm all about have adding vitality and life to you, to my years, you know, you know, we're, none of us are going to live to be 150, but you know, as, as long as we're, we're on the planet, let's, like you said, let's, let's optimize ourselves and let's be the best version of ourselves and, you know, really, it's all really, for me, it's all about, um, protecting the brain because that's Mm. really, really what it boils down to. Okay. Let's talk about that. Um, because you know, you mentioned that a couple of times, it's not just hormone replacement therapy, it's exercise, it's stress, it's lifestyle. And you know, you've had your own setbacks. We were talking about just the, uh, the, the neck injury and how you could even, you couldn't even go to the gym and do one single dip. And nope. now here I am, you're tagging me in Instagram videos, showing me how many pushups you can do. <laughs> and uh, I did, by the way, try to do a couple pushups. I was like, all right, uh, I didn't do as many as you. I'm like, I'm not even going to bother <laughs> sending back the video to show you my, uh, I'm a Come competitive. On, I'm yeah. a com- okay. Next time I will. I promise. Uh, I'm a competitive guy. And I was like, man, I'm, this guy's just tearing me up. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're out there, you know, doing tons of pushups, tons of dips, kind of, kind of talk about that and why that, yeah. the mindset piece is so important. And- yeah. Well, so like, you know, like we talked about before, you know, so many, uh, so many patients have so many people just in general have excuses and, um, you know, just like why oh, I don't have time or, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do and, you know, I don't know where to start. Well, like I talked, I had an injury, probably six years ago, it herniated uh, three discs in my neck, had a lot of nerve damage. And my like left shoulder arm, part of the pec just didn't work. It wouldn't, it, the muscles wouldn't even fire. So mm. I was going to the gym. By the way, I got to ask you a question as a chiropractor, as a natural yeah. doctor. Yeah. Were, how frustrated were you just it, saying like, I get, this is my life. Yeah. I know how to fix this and I can't fix this. Like what was the you, conversation? You, you know what? It, it, head, it's, it, it was a double, uh, it was like a blessing at the same time as it was a curse because here I am a chiropractor and I have a, a neck that's worse than almost all my patients, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, I empath, I, I, I know what this feels like to feel almost like where you can't function. I'm like, wow, this is what it, this is what it's like to have a, a jacked up neck. I mean, I was, here's the thing, Joel, I was uh, consulting with surgeons with uh, there's, there were, there were guys, I was looking into non-invasive procedures to maybe replace a disc and do, mm. I mean, three discs that were like, just, it, it, it looked like a train wreck on the MRI. And I'm like, how, how am I going to, how is this? How, I, I mean, how am I going to fix this? How am I going to, so yeah. I did, I did a lot of it. I mean, I cut out anything inflammatory you can imagine from, any, any sugar. I mean, even I cut out caffeine, I cut alcohol. Um, I, I blasted my body with anything that was anti-inflammatory, you know, turmeric or cumin, just boom, boom, boom. And just really try to flood my body with nutrients. And over time, uh, the pain that was like excruciating, like beyond belief started to kind of go, 
down and down and, and then, and, but I had no strength. I could not do one dip. I could barely mm. do a couple pushups. And so I would go to the gym and I would kind of like got myself to do, be able to do a dip. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, like the muscles are starting to fire and I'm starting to, you know, feel it. I started to incorporate blood flow restrictive training to mm. also help. And I started really getting into that whole, whole thing. And over time I was able to do, you know, a few dips and then, then get to 10 and, you know, months and months went by and I was, I kept using that as a barometer to test, you know, to see where I was and my, my improvement. And I got to the point where I was doing 60, 70, 80, even a hundred dips, you know, at the gym. And then I'm like, uh, I don't know. I think my brother bought my nephew a Guinness book, a world record book. And I, we we're looking at it and my brother's like, I think you're pretty close to the world record in dips. I'm like, no, whatever. <laughs> well then long story short, I started training for this world record in dips and, uh, with a 60 pound weight, weight vest and doing our backpack and doing that. And I actually broke it a few times. It didn't, I didn't get the, the, the uh, plaque because as I broke it, then it got broke by some, <laughs> some dude in Dubai. And then I was like, Oh shoot. So then, but, but uh, with that said, I was able to beat it a couple more times, but I mean, here's I, the mindset is I went from like, not even knowing if I was ever going to be normal again, remotely to just like, you know what, screw this. I'm just going to keep pushing. Um, and, and a lot of it was just like imagining my, neck healing mm. visualizing it, it healing and just like even meditating on it and all that kind of stuff uh all, all of it and 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 thinking positively and believing that and just seeing just seeing that one dip that i was able to perform was was a win mm -hmm. just getting to it to two dips is a win so the point is is like getting your ass off the couch and going for a walk <laughs> for five minutes should be a win and, yeah and build on that do it do it twice a week, start to do it three times a week, M make it walk with your wife, walk with your kids, walk with a friend, then get to like, Hey, let's start to do some push-ups. Let's start to do some, some body squats and, and, and just moving your body. That's what we're designed to do. And your body will thank you for it. And you'll start to, you'll start to adapt and you will actually, your identity will change literally. Mm. Right. Yeah. So you'll, you'll start to like, well, you know what? I, I kind of want to, uh, I kind of want to eat more protein. Cause I heard that's, that's good for building muscle and eat more protein, you know? And, and, and so it just, you start to, you start to change your identity, start to appreciate the, the feeling better and healing and what the body can do. And, and, and I, for, I definitely can identify with that from what I, what I've been through. <laughs> That's such an amazing story because, you know, here I am expecting you to tell me, and I actually am going to ask you, were there any bio, <laughs> were there any biohacks or anything else additionally that you did, but I'm with you. I'm in this, uh, the more that I've gotten into health and coaching, uh, really what I see is the biology of belief, like Dr. Bruce Lipton talks about and metaphysics. Yes, I'm a big proponent of metaphysics and, and I see it in people all the time. And when you can actually, the mind is so much more powerful than oh, any TRT or anything. And you put that in place, you're living, you're living proof of it. But what I also find fascinating your story is just the consistency to, to continue to show up because yep. you were in pain for you tell the story now. And it's like, yeah, well that was six was, years ago. And, but you had to show up every day and go, you still suck. You only can do one dip. That's a lot of people's mindset. And you looked at it really in a different way. It's like, yeah, I was able to do one dip. Holy shit. This is a win. No, it, it literally. And I, and I guarantee you, Joel, every single other person that gym could do more than I could do. You know, I, I, it, it, like my, my arm would, wouldn't even work. And I didn't, think it ever would be and it's still not 100 percent compared to my left i can still take a dumbbell the same weight and you're doing out. 63 dips in a minute it's, it's, work, <laughs> but it's working it's, pretty good right it's it just i could i still notice there's there's an imbalance but 
it's like, you know what? How do you want to live, right? That's yeah, I yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I want to keep working to 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 balance it out. And so it's just, you know, it's just like, it's like being able to have that that uh, that challenge and that contrast is like, you know, I was here before I was able to, and I never in a million years, like like I said, this was not like I'm gonna break world records, you know, when I grow up. And this is like I I I I came across a huge challenge that I didn't think would ever. Uh, I, I, like I said, I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to do two dips, three dips. I'm just like, is this a permanent thing? Because you hear all yeah. these stories about people having nerve damage and uh, which I still have, but it's like that they, they're, they're, they're never the same, but I'll tell you what, I, I, I the body can heal and it, and it did. And it's because I just kept, kept using it and moving it. And it's like the adaptive process, uh, the positive mindset, the giving it the nutrients, you know, the protein, the electrolytes and all these different things, um, reducing inflammation, I think was probably a huge thing incorporating blood flow restrictive, which I think is one of the biohacks. Um, I really kind of dove into that. Um, it's kind of like, that's a way to trick your body into making it, forcing it to get stronger and, um, and, and all those things, um, cold, you know, cold therapy, uh, I was, I've been doing cold therapy since before it was, it was like the craze. I mean, this is like, you know, um, saunas, we've, we have a sauna in our house. So I do all the, all the things. Um, and it's just, and like I said, this isn't something that I've been doing since day one. It's like, it's, it's little baby steps where you, mm-hmm. you, you, you continue yeah. to add, as you know, you probably like, if you look back six years ago, you're probably doing, you know, a fraction of what you're doing now. Right. 100% man. Yeah. I, I have, I have all this gear and all these biohacks in my yep. house. And you know what? I always tell people, none of it matters. Honestly, none, none of it matters, it, man. None <laughs> of it does. It's all what's up here, brother. It is. It, it, yeah. It's all up here. And, and it's all just moving your body. Like, I think we're just using these body, these biohacks to kind of give it an excuse to go from here to there. But yeah, I mean, in, speaking of which, like, 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 uh, like be, just moving, just, you know, sometimes I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm working in a, on a computer, talking to patients and doing that kind of stuff in between. I'll turn on music and I'll just sit and, because that, you know you, you just want to keep moving like th- those little those little micro movements are huge in in and also helping burn calories and you know keep your keep your body burning fat so yeah you and I are both standing right now doing this podcast yeah yeah <laughs> and i you know what i do it i do it on purpose not for the burning the calories thing right. although i love to tell my clients that's why i do it so i, I try to be the the model for them but really i do it because it's an energetic thing i yep. when i'm sitting down i'm slouched over and my yep. energy's weak when i'm up oh, here the, so so this is back to my neck this is why i always stand Mm-hmm. Um, because when you, when you sit, you tend to, so, so if you, if you, um, that's why I'm, if you slouch even a tiny bit, what, ha- what's, what's what happens to my neck when I slouch? Oh yeah. So first of all, I stand up, you see the difference. I couldn't sit for a year, bro. I couldn't even sit because of the, uh, anytime I sat, it was like a, a shock of pain and numbness went down my arm. Wow. So, so, wow. so, so, so posture is huge. Sleep is huge. Um, the way, how you position yourself when you sleep is 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 way more important than people realize there should be complete relaxation people use pillows that are too high too low so all those things are like so i i've had to be like acutely aware of all those things just so my body could heal and and it did yeah did you do any uh at the time were you already messing with things like bpc 157 which we know is great for joints and and healing were you able to do that is what that is what got me um that's what sparked my interest in bpc 157 was that injury was that i also got injections of of uh of alop of a uh, of stem cell products that were um you know derived from i mean it's it's all ethical it was from a a place that so i got stem cells in my neck um i don't know if that 
really move the needle that much, but it was pretty much everything else. And maybe, maybe it was a, a, a piece of the healing process, but I did everything, man, because it was the worst pain mm. imaginable. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I empathize with anyone that has a, a, a disc injury in which it's, it's the worst. It's, there's nothing worse than having something putting pressure on your nerve. I, I always go, I go back to what you said earlier about identity, right? Like yep. my identity is I'm a natural health guy. My identity is I'm a chiropractor. My identity is I'm in the gym. I'm working out. I'm pumping iron. I'm in good yeah. health. Yep. You just got your identity destroyed, brother. It yeah, just yeah. went away from like that. And so when you lose that identity, it is depressing. And a hundred percent. And not only that, like anyone else, like all the hard work you, you, you've gotten over the years from working out and seeing like your, your, your muscles, you know, kind of your, your arms, your shoulders, your chest, it was gone. Like, it looked like there was, two, I had two different appendages. It was, it, it, mm. it completely atrophied on the right. It was, it was, it was embarrassing. Even my, sh my shirts were all loose on the, on the right. It was the craziest thing ever, but it was like an uh, amazing eye-opening thing, like how precious like health is and how you can, it can be taken from you, man. It's, it's so uh, I don't take it for granted anymore. And, you know, just being able to like, just being able to do things with my kids and pick them up and throw in and, and have fun is like, I, I appreciate it. And that's why the stuff that we do, we, we, we understand like health is something it's, 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 the, it's really where true wealth is, is something we don't take lightly. And it's not just about testosterone. Um, but it's about, you know, what it can do to help get your lifestyle your, where, where it should be. So yep. it's, it, it can, it can be a, that catalyst that like, wow, I actually have sex drive again. I actually feel like, um, uh, I did when I first met my wife, you know, I'm, I'm chasing her again. I'm, you know, and, and a lot of it starts with us, man. Like we need to, we need to kind of man up again and, and, and it's unfortunate, but men are just like not men anymore. You know what I mean? So. Actually, I don't tell me, tell me about that. Talk, talk to me just <laughs> briefly about, uh, when you say that. And the only reason I, I ask is because I've been really questioned. It's not something that, right. um. I ever really thought about until just kind of more recently and just listening to uh, a lot of other coaches and coaches that work with dads. And I didn't really realize like there's this gap, I guess, where like, there's like this, like what you just said, like dads, not being dads, dads, not being like men and like doing response, being responsible. And I'm like, wow, I didn't really realize this was a huge problem. I, I'm kind of in my own bubble here, I guess, you know, right. uh, tracing the dream of excellence. And I'm not, I'm, I'm infallible, by the way. I'm not saying that I'm not. And, and I'm trying to improve as a dad myself, but the part of not being responsible and being a man and extreme ownership, I didn't feel like that was really the right. Biggest. So I'm wondering what, what are you saying when you say that? It, yeah, I think, you know, it's, 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 I guess I'm looking at it from a lens of a father because I, you know, I have all daughters. And so it's, it's, I, I, I have nephews, so I, I see, I see, I live vicariously through my nephews because my my uh, my nephews are all like amazing athletes, great football players, wrestlers, and I have all daughters, so like you know, dance and <laughs> cheerleading and. Stuff. But hey, I get it. I I, I you know I, I I rock that as best I can too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so, but but I you know, three of my daughters are are married, so it, I'm like, in in me, I I I see how the younger generation of 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 young men are. I I, I sense a little just more laziness, I guess I would mm. call it, you know, kind of, I don't know if it's the yeah. social media or if it's the technology or what, but I do, I do know, knowing that the, the, the endocrine system is in, in especially testosterone in men has been declining yeah. and that affects drive that affects dopamine that affects mm. motivation. Testosterone and dopamine are kind of like, like Andrew Huberman mentioned, like cousins, if you will. And, mm -hmm. it, it, and they kind of help, you know, keep you dr driven, focused, 
and when you, if you have a decline on that, you, you see these guys are just kind of like, yeah, you know, just kind of, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, kind of like that, just entitlement. I don't know, like, when, you yes. know, when's, when's this job going to land into my lap? And it's like, you know, and I, I look at my, I know how my dad was. I know, I hear how my, you know, my grandparents were and just, yeah. you know, my grandfather just driven, just good, you know, hard, hardcore working dudes. And it's like, you know, there's not a lot of those guys anymore, man. And I guess that's what I mean. But so I, I'm like looking towards the type of guy that I want for my daughters. I want a dude that's, that, that's like, like Joel, like, like driven, like, like, you know, wants to, wants to, you know, take care of, of, of his family, uh, be responsible and take, take care of ownership of his health. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. Okay. That was awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Um, a couple more questions, and then I want to wrap things up because I mean, I'm looking at the time where I mean, I could talk to you all day, but I'm thinking, <laughs> but but I I know just Heck from yeah. doing this for a while, you know, when we get to that hour point, people's attention span, and um, but I'm a big fan of the long episodes too. I know like the Joe Rogans, the Tim Ferriss, they, they do it for two to three hours. So yeah, they're going, they go, they're for going a marathon. But I'm happy to, I, I'm I'm loving this. I mean, we'll definitely have to chat again. Um, I wanted to ask you, are there any peptides or anything oh, new that's coming out or? Maybe something that other than BPC wants to say, I'm, I'm really, I think that's the next kind of generation of things other than stem cells. Right. But yeah. But anything that is exciting you or you're like, Oh, this is, this is coming you out. You know what? Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, so uh, we kind of keep talking a little bit about like lifestyle, weight loss, the, the weight loss peptides are, are exciting to me. The one in particular semaglutide, um, which is kind of like categorized as a GLP one agonist, which is uh, what that is. The GLP one is, uh, what is secreted from the um, the L cells in our small intestines when we when we eat, um, especially in response to carbohydrates. And so, what this peptide does is, and I almost feel like this, the research and literature is going to start to come out how how amazing this is just for a, a lot of chronic conditions um, with regard the brain, the heart, um, PCOS, uh, tumor growth. But mm. it it helps suppress uh, appetite. It helps control cravings because if we have a lot of GLP-1 receptors in our brain. It helps with satiety, um, you know, because here's the thing. The reality is if you look the last 50, 60 years in the in the diets and nutrition programs and blah, 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 we've been like putting, giving out to patients and people, they, they're not working. We still have obesity like crazy more than ever. Um, type 2 diabetes isn't, you know, epidemic. And all these things are just going through the roof, cardiovascular disease, this is an exciting peptide for me, GLP-1. So people, um, it was originally designed for like type 2 diabetics and they found like, wow, this is a really great uh, peptide for weight loss. People are losing weight. People are uh, helping with appetite. People are starting to just not have cravings. And, 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 you know, all the frustrations that they've had from like trying to do this workout routine, this diet, all of a sudden they're seeing results. They're seeing like you know, improvements in their circumference measurements and on the difference, a change on the scale, things that they haven't seen in decades, you know, and uh, we even have patient, a patient that literally she said in like 20 years, she has not been able to say that she's uh, not, she's, she's been under 200 for the first time in, you know, 20 years. So she's like, she can now she sees 100 something, you know what I mean? Wow. So yeah. So uh, for a long time, she's like, oh, I'm too, you know, 265, 270. So she's lost like a hundred pounds and it's like mm. it, it, nothing else she said has done that. And uh, we have a lot of other patients with success stories, but it's like, it, it's amazing when you have a product that works th like that and it, it's not a stimulant, 
So it's not like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, getting y'all revved up. And but what I like about it is it's allowing these individuals to create habits that when they come off of the semaglutide, those are the habits they're going to continue to maintain to uh, live that lifestyle and have that that uh, that weight loss that they've that they've gained that they or they've t- obtained. Yeah, so the I'm semi- really excited about that. Yeah, that one excites me too because from what I've seen from the research, it's actually been one of the only. Well, I don't want to say it's a peptide, but it's been one of the one of the um, only things that's really been shown to help with long term weight loss. Yes, and that's yes. the key. And actually, I just did a uh, every Wednesday I do like a weight loss Wednesday show, and I was talking about there was an article that came out why long term weight loss fails, and right. I was reading the article and I thought it was fascinating because it said yeah people lose weight, but the biggest problem is the leptin and ghrelin levels, which is your satiety hormone and your hunger hormones. And even though you lose weight and these things go down, they start to fluctuate again. And that causes people to overeat again and then put on all the weight. And so if you can manage those hormones, I would imagine, which is what semiglutide is really doing, you're going to get some long-term good results. Yeah. It's, it's in a, in a sense, it's amazing because it's, it's, uh, it's kind of in a sense, resetting your metabolism to then, you know, to kind of help uh, balance those other hormones, leptin, ghrelin, and and uh, it's 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 amazing because you're seeing uh, improvements in bec- because you're you're improving insulin sensitivity. You're you know a lot of these patients who are insulin resistant are now kind of being more insulin sensitive. You're you're just you're better utilizing you know glucose and you're reducing inflammation in 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 in, in the arteries and so you're having all these like great ancillary benefits. But as you know uh, the best thing that people can do is eat less, <laughs> you know, and that's what it's helping people do with almost no effort. Yeah. Any, um, well, actually I want to ask anybody that doesn't know about semi-glutide, they're going to ask, okay, well, what does that look like? What does a protocol look like? What do I have yeah. to do? Is it like a three month protocol is pretty standard. And then what do you, yeah, it, great question. So it's kind of, there's uh, you know, it depends. It's a case by case thing once again. So, we have some patients, depending on how much weight they're looking to lose, uh, that start out with like a two and a half, three month program. If it's like a kind of a, a moderate amount of weight, we have some patients that are looking to lose a significant amount of weight. So um, it's, you know, we we uh, have them consult with one of our providers. They, they'll determine, okay, based on your goals, we'll recommend, uh, you know, starting out with this, uh, this size quantity. And here's the thing, the semaglutide is one of those things where it's a unique peptide medication that you as when you start out you take a, a a smaller dose to get your your body kind of acclimated to it used to it because in some individuals um it does uh it trigger some degree of nausea and so you kind of want to like start slow get your body used to it and then as you progress month after month you can increase it and so um that's why we we want to determine uh, wh- where to start them how much they're looking to lose, but also we monitor you and kind of get feedback. And uh, it's, it's very, it's very individualized. There's, there are companies out there that make semaglutide that it's, it's very set uh, dose uh, amounts. And so you just kind of go from 0.25 milligrams, for example, to 0.5 to, to one. And these people are, I mean, they're like, you know, having nausea, but we're able to control it, you know, how we want. And so I think that's why we get a little bit better results. Um, and it's, like I said, it's an individual basis, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, whatever your goals are, we can keep you on it, um, to get you really getting to lose weight and continue to lose weight. Um, and people are, are just loving this stuff because it's like, like I said, it's 
oftentimes these are individuals that have like tried everything, yo-yo diets and gain it back. And this is like the one thing that's been a, a, a game changer for a lot of these people. Okay. Awesome. And then selfish question. I want to get a six pack. Can I start doing <laughs> semaglutide? And um, w- would a client like me, for example, who's in good health, but maybe I want to optimize, maybe I want to mm-hmm. shred a little bit. Could I do that temporarily or beyond? So, what, do you think? So, what are your thoughts? So someone like you, um, I think, you know, where you're at, like, you know, with your physique and stuff like that, I think someone like you may benefit a little bit more from like the, the, uh, HGH peptides. Mm. Uh, so, you know, which something like, like, a Ipamorelin and, and, and maybe CG one, CG, uh, uh, CJC 1295 with Ipamorelin or Sirmorelin. These are growth mm. hormone secretagogues. And what you would do is you would kind of take these at night. Um, they kind of would kind of create that more of a natural physiologic growth hormone pulse that you would experience at night when you're sleeping. And what we've seen is people that uh, just had a patient the other day said he started uh, the growth hormone uh, peptide. He said, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe how well I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping better wow. than I ever have. Um, as you know, that's when your body's burning fat. And, yeah, a lot of patients notice like they're getting they're getting a little more uh fat loss in, in their you know, abdominal section, getting the, the four pack and the six pack. So that's something I think for you would be great. Um, in, you know, in, and in Dr. JC really quick growth hormone. Cause this always gets asked. Right. Yeah. It's, there's a difference between growth hormone and growth hormone peptides, correct? There is. So okay. yeah. Yeah. If you, so the, I've had the, some guys say I've been on growth hormone doing anything for me. Yeah, growth hormone. So uh, oftentimes the growth hormone is referring reference to like the exogenous growth hormone that you you would get prescribed. So it's a growth hormone um, it, itself that you would inject. The growth hormone peptides. So it's a little chain of amino acids that you, that you would administer um, at night before bed that goes and tells your pituitary to to then secrete more growth hormone. So it's basically just guiding and uh, stimulating your body's natural production of it in a, in a more efficient manner. Because as we age, especially when you hit 30, you'll, you'll start to see that significant decline in growth hormone. And in, in, in another benefit is when people are on these growth hormone peptides, they'll notice because it's increased in collagen production. So you'll experience, uh, better, just better joint, uh, like fluidity, better ligamentous health, um, increases collagen production. So you'll, your, your skin will start to look more youthful. Uh, so women love it cause it helps with the lines and, um, it, it helps with all the connective tissue health. So it's, it's a, it's a great peptide for a kind of like anti-aging component, but also get you nice and lean and looking good for, you know, for the wife. Yes. Yes. My friend. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Love this. Yep. Um, okay. Any, what about any, um, I'm curious. And then what can you kind of just say like what you're doing right now? What's the protocol? You here you are 47 year mm-hmm. old male dad of six kids, you know, entrepreneur, CEO, like what's a guy like you doing to be optimized and thrive like peptides? Yeah. Supplements, yeah. yeah. So you want to, yeah. So I guess, um, I prioritize exercise. I prioritize, I prioritize sleep. Um, I, I try to, you know, these are like, so I'm starting with like the lifestyle stuff. I, um, I prioritize good protein intake. So, um, I think as we age, protein is something that's just, you know, that got to, got to keep maintain muscle mass. Now, what's, as far by the way, yeah. what's your thoughts on that? Cause that's been coming mm-hmm. up lately with a lot of the, yeah. the, the people in our circle, the functional medicine docs, you know, it used to be, you know, 0.8 to 1.0 uh, kilograms per pound of body weight. So for example, I'm 155 pounds, Joel, you should be having about 155 grams of protein at least to, uh, stay optimal. But now I'm hearing people say, no, we, we want to, <laughs> here you are. You're saying Up maybe it. even double. And so yep. what are your thoughts? Double. 
Yep. Yeah. So um, I'm more here. It's like based on your lifestyle. So you're active. I'm active. I I, I want to maintain muscle mass. I, I I feel like the grandmas, the older individuals should even eat more protein because it's so detrimental. It's important for them to maintain muscle mass. So yeah, 1.3 to 1.6 uh, grams per kilogram of, of, of body mass, body weight is what is where I'm after, um, for, for protein. And absolutely. So, you know, that's, I'll do the pro I'll, you know, eggs, good, healthy protein sources, meats, um, fish, uh, protein shakes. I mean, it's just, to me, I, I, I feel better. I feel more satiated, keeps the body fat down and all that good stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, get, get your protein in. Um, that's, and then for me, um, I keep my, my testosterone levels optimized. Um, I, I love BPC one five seven. I've had a lot of injuries. So in my, in my aspirations for world record breaking, I've injured my shoulder a few times and I, I like, it's like good as new from, from good old BPC one five seven. Uh, you know, I, I'm, and I kind of cycle on and off the growth hormone secretagogues. I love C-Max for the mental. So being, yeah. being, being, a, being, uh, you know, co-founder of this company, uh, entrepreneur. I mean, it's like, I really want to get my, keep my brain working, um, and, and stay sharp for my patients and, and serve others. And so C-Max is great, is great for that. Um, I love NAD. So NAD is, mm. if you don't know, that's a compound that's great for, uh, mitochondrial function. So, um, optimizing energy and that kind of thing. I'm probably missing some, some other ones that, uh, uh, that I, that I kind of cycle on and off. I mean, there's, there's a lot of great, uh, peptides you can look at on our website, blokes.co. And I mean, I pretty much ha- have patients on or myself on one or, or two of those at, at all times. So there, there's peptides for libido specifically. There's peptide. There's evidence that shows that um, uh, low dose daily Cialis or Tadatafil is great for naturally increasing testosterone levels as well as helping with cardio, has, provides cardioprotective benefits so there i mean this is what we're all about you know reading following the science and uh applying it but at the the foundation of it all is nutrition sleep exercise everything else is just icing on the cake so yeah beautiful man i i, I love that one question i was gonna ask you just in, in your thoughts and just the people that you talk to then there's the concern with the anti-aging crew that you have all this protein you're increasing igf1 that's could be an anti that could be going against aging for a long M-tor, time M-tor, yeah yeah increasing right. mTOR and therefore mm-hmm. you're growing too much if you're growing too much you might be growing cancer too much correct yeah. what do you, you know i talked to rob wolf about this not too long ago and he's like this is all bullshit <laughs> and i thought that was fascinating because rob. rob knows his stuff you know and yeah. uh he said i think joel he goes one of the biggest detriments he said i think he said now he's like you know is that this whole life. And he, here's a guy who's done keto and stuff. So he's, yeah, he's yeah. he plays with everything, but yep. he's just said, Hey, I think in 20 years from now, we'll go back and look at this and say, this intermittent fasting thing was bullshit, <laughs> which I thought was, uh, I, I mean, I do see the benefits of fasting, but I think, I think what he's driving at is fasting works. Um, when you're doing like three days or, you know, three, 36 hours, 72 hours, maybe even like a 24, but to intermittent fast is 16, eight. He's like, it doesn't, you're not doing right. It's hindering you. I don't know. What are your it, thoughts? It, yeah. I think, um, you know, looking at all the literature, taking all that in, I mean, and I'm a, I've done, I've done keto. I'm a Guinea pig at all this stuff. I've done keto. That's what I, I use that to get right. I did a bodybuilding competition. Like, uh, oh gosh, what year was it? It was, um, 
probably after I hurt my neck and was, I was feeling better. I was kind of like, Oh, I'm getting kind of, I, 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 I was kind of fat and flabby and I was kind of embarrassed. So I, I just went hardcore keto, got, got really lean to the competition. Um, but then that's what I was like starting to do the, the, the heavy weights and everything. Um, you know, intermittent fasting, I did it for a while. I noticed for me cognitively when, it, when I w- wouldn't eat breakfast, I just felt like sharper, more clear. But I think to, to your point, a lot of this stuff has to do with more insulin resistance and more of the, in, the inflammation yeah. um, that's caused by, by the, you, you know, the, the poor standard American diet. If you're, if you're eating, you know, good, healthy, you know, sources of protein, yes, you're, you're activating mTOR and yes, you're, um, you know, causing, you know, muscle growth, but you're also, I mean, you're also getting a break when you're sleeping and if you're, you know, uh, you're fasting when you're sleeping. So your body, just listen to your body. I mean, I, I, I like to now follow that, uh, kind of, more the I intuitive guess, sense kind of yeah like. i kind of thought yeah and i kind of follow that i try to focus more eating bigger breakfast now where I, before i was like skip in it and then uh, and then a medium lunch and a small dinner and yeah it, it, you know to me that's like i feel better and i feel like if anything i do feel to some degree like i'm aging slower i don't know how to explain it you know yeah. what i mean um yeah. and there there is a peptide that we have called epetalon that actually has been shown to to lengthen telomeres so yes we have stuff we have stuff available that to, that can help um but i think at the end of the day doing things like you know this uh, we i use saunas um as much as i can probably not as much as i should but um but i i, I at least bit break a sweat every day so i, I feel like that is the, you know sweat every day get your body temperature up you know, move heavy stuff, lift weights, uh, even if you're grandma, you know what I mean? And, and up your protein. And man, I feel like this is like, this is the, this is what we're meant to do. This it's like, if you're living or you're not right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome stuff, man. Um, I want to wrap it up. I'm going to ask you some lightning round questions, but anything that I didn't ask you that you wish I had? No, man, I think you covered a lot of good stuff. If I could, if I could just like throw one more, I guess, uh, like we, uh, statement out there. I, I really feel like, you know, we, we all have like some degree of, 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 of inertia happening in us and we're either moving towards health or moving towards sickness. It's either, it's either, or, and you just have to decide like where you want that, that, that ship to go. Do you want it to go towards that Island? That's, that's paradise. That's, that's health. That's like, you know, feeling good. Or do you want to go towards the, the sick the sick island, you know what I mean? So I, I feel like we're going one direction or the other. And it's all like I talked about based on doing that one push up. start today, do, do, you know, do one rep the next time. If you do two, great. And build on that, but just, but keep, keep it going. Yeah. So good. I, I remember I interviewed David Meltzer, who's a very wealthy CEO. I mean, he's at the top of the food chain when it comes to just successful entrepreneurs. Let's just say that. Nice. And, um, he said to me when he lost a hundred million dollars, he oh. made it all back. But yeah. he, but when he lost it, I asked him like, what, what were you, what was the conversation? Like, what were you telling yourself every day? Like, you yeah. know, I'm a failure. I lost my mom's house. Like he couldn't, you know, how do I rebuild this? He said, Joel, I told myself, he said he, he remembered the, the Rocky, uh, Rocky one movie and where he's just getting annihilated by Apollo Creed. And he says that scene where he's getting annihilated, but he gets up. And he said, every day I knew that if I just got up and if I could look up and I could get up, I was moving the right direction. Yeah. That, that's like Love what it, you're man. saying, man. Love it. You know, just take one step to keep taking that that's one step. That's what it is, man. Just get up to, you know, and keep moving forward. And, um, it's just some, I don't know what it is. Sometimes it's fear of 
fear of not getting whatever what expect, expectation or goal. Like I said before, I, I didn't think I was my arm was ever going to be remotely strong again. But I I didn't let that like keep me from going forward. So you just kind of like just don't just just keep going. And yeah, you're like we're working hard in this company. We don't know like we didn't know wh- where where it's going to go, but we're crushing it. It's growing. We're just like hey, movement creates movement. So just keep keep going. Yeah, love that. All right, let's jump into some lightning round questions. Uh, don't be nervous, but I'm, I'm curious. Nervous. I'm so nervous. <laughs> this is off the script. Uh, we didn't even have a script by the way, but, um, well, I'm curious, like what are some choices that you think you made that made you who you are today um, or, a, or a choice for that matter? Yeah. Um, good man. That's a good question. So there's so many choices. Um, I, I, I think it's just, uh, not, not being afraid to take chances, you know, it's like, and not listening, not listening to, others because you know there's so many things that i used to like you know run ideas by people uh what do you think of, and then everybody's like well you know what da, 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 da. and so i just kind of like dude it's everything's like we talked about everything's a test don't be afraid to try anything whether it's business whether it's you know health uh because it's you know there's a lot of dogmatic diets out there and i think people create those because it's like they don't nobody knows what to do but man just you know start just don't be afraid to to try to you know and add an apple to your, to your diet. Right. Yeah. That's what I say too. try it, try it, test it. Right. And then retest. Test it. See if it works. It. Run try an experiment. It. If it works great. If it, you didn't, it, it, if it don't, fails, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to try to cut out gluten for a week. You know what I mean? See what happens. Yeah. Love that. You're a pretty healthy guy. Who's someone in the health and wellness world that inspires you? Yeah. You know who I, uh, I've kind of been a fan of for a long time is, uh, if I, if I were to go back way back, it's been Jack LaLanne. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. That's like my, that's, that's one of my old, old, old heroes. Um, and then in more from a chiropractic world, uh, Josh Axe is, is, ah. is yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of dig, I liked his stuff and, you know, that's where kind of where I was really, um, as well as Heim, Dr. Hyman, some of, some of his books and st- just in the beginning. But so and then it just kind of grew into like, I have a lot of Dr. Datis Kraji and Dr. You know, um, all of the all of the functional medicine gurus uh, I'm a fan of. And they're like all pioneers. And I just, you know, love this stuff. So, yeah. On that note, any any books? I'm a big reader. Any are there like a top? By the way, I'm a big reader. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, yeah, like- see, I, I, I have a whole stack too. Let me, if I were to say, you know, one of my favorite books, I mean, this is, is I'll just grab it, is The Daniel Plan. Love wow. that book. Such okay. a good book. Yeah, why? I haven't read that one. So um, it's it's biblically based, like, like you know, how to eat uh, to, to, to be healthy. And it's so that's, it's just the foundational, foundational stuff. Uh, I think that's a great book. If I, were I to gotta find grab it. that. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I'm looking back here. Um, th- this is another good one um, for like more for kind of um, for business and for is killing, killing sacred cows. Another one you haven't. Another good yeah, one. I haven't read that one. God, okay, this is great. I'm glad I asked you this question. No, oh, another good one. Here we go. Oh, okay. Yeah, unconventional medicine. Yeah, Chris Kesser. Chris is good. Yeah. So those are three good ones that I have oh. on my desk right now that I'm reading. So. Or what about red, red actually? Yeah. Any, um, any rituals or hacks or practices that you do on a regular basis? You know, uh, I've, I don't have any, it's weird. I don't really have like, I'm kind of weird. I kind of, I kind of am seasonal about a lot of hacks. I kind of, I'll, I'll do one for a while. Um, like I did the Wim Hof, uh, breathing technique for like, 
I was doing that and I was getting to a point where I was holding my breath for like, like a long time and, and, and feel the effects of it. And I did that for a while and I felt like, wow, this is great. But it just, it, it, but like, I think if there are the, there are things I th I kind of do regularly as, mo as much as possible, hydration in the morning, every morning uh, I, I, you know, drink a good, you know, not, I don't pound it. Um, I drink water, but I also drink apple cider vinegar. I throw in some lemon juice, kind of start my day with that. Uh, you know, um, I try to go for a walk in the morning. I'm in Nebraska, so it's not always sunny. We don't always have nice weather, but it, it's nice now. So I'll get up, go for a walk. I'll listen to a podcast. I'll listen to Joel or, the or, hack or, or <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to, uh, you know, a, a lecture, an audio book and stuff. It kind of helps get me ready for the day. Uh, and those are some of my routines, but I, I work out every day. Um, I do so, usually some kind of like quick resistance training movements in the morning. Um, usually you know, journal in, in the morning a little bit for the day, read a little bit of the, the Bible uh, and then go to work. And so that's, that's usually my morning routine. I think that's kind of what gets me set for the day and keeps me focused. I got to ask you a quick question because you mentioned journaling and I work with a lot of men, alpha mm -hmm. men, you know, police officers, firefighters, these alpha, alpha dogs. And, um, a lot of times in my coaching, I really strongly advocate for journaling and yeah. I tell them, listen, it's not, it's not uh, dear diary. Like this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. It's not yeah. about that. So yeah. I'm curious. And we're talking about, you know, being a better man and manning up. What would you say to, what do you, what do you tell people when they ask you journaling? Like what, it, so when you what, what are your thoughts about journaling and why you do it? And is there a type yeah. of journaling that you kind of gravitate to more? Yeah. You know, I, man, I, I'm, I'm always searching for that, for that, uh, secret way to do it. Or I don't know if there is like there, but for me, it's kind of like what I want to get accomplished for the day, you know, and, and I'm not like making a, sometimes, sometimes I do make a long list, but I don't want to set myself up, set myself up for failure. You know what I mean? And so sometimes I'll just say, I got, these are three things I got to freaking Yep. knock out today and i know if i do them i'll feel like okay i freaking you know at least today was a win or it's going to be a win just to kind of like get myself focused on what needs to be done uh so that's kind of like the type of journaling but uh, you know then i kind of like like to uh write down you know uh things that i i'm kind of grateful for you mm. know uh one or two things and, and that's kind of the things i focus on and it just kind of gets me in that right state but and then i look back and uh, for accountability purposes, like, yes, 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 yes. And it just keeps you moving in that, in that constant, like, kind of like winning direction kind of a thing. It, you know, it's not, not every day is going to be a win. Right. But like, but it's, uh, you know, more, more for accountability. Yep. Love that dude. Yep. Last but not least, man, where can people find you and the good folks uh, at blokes.co and joy wellness? Yeah. So, so we have a couple websites. So we, the, the blokes website is, blokes b-l-o-k-e-s dot c-o uh you can go there um and you can kind of like if you want to schedule a consultation you can do that it's pretty easy um you can also just kind of browse through see what we offer and joy is choose joy which is j-o-i dot c-o so that's that's where you can go awesome man and then you know what i'm thinking too we might have to come when we when we do a part two we yeah. might have to come back on and talk more just specifically geared to the ladies. I think that might be a yeah. cool podcast to really just dive into their health and wellness and what you guys are doing at joy and what you guys are seeing there. That might be kind of fun. Yeah, it, I, I agree. And it's the thing is, is I'm, I'm actually more partial to the ladies. I mean, for being practicing functional medicine, I'd say like 80% of my 
population, my patient population has been ladies and women. I'm a girl dad. I'm very, you know, I'm very yeah. in tune with, with what, with women and with females. And there, there's, there's such a need for, there's such a need for it. Um, and it's, it's, it's amazing when you get, it's, if, if, if a guy gets, figures out the woman and figures out the hormones and gets it dialed in, that dude will win the Nobel prize. I mean, that's just like, that's just, <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're always, we're chasing it, man. We we're, we're driven to, to uh, take that challenge on because it, 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 there's such a need and it's just, you know, they, they, they're, I feel like they're, they've been very underserved, especially from that women's health initiative study. It kind of like threw the, uh, threw it on the rug, like, Hey, let's, do, let's don't do hormones for women, but it's, um, it's starting, it's starting to gain traction. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to do that. and would love to. Yeah. Awesome, brother. Thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you.